So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. As far as like selling the farm, they basically are heading into the future with Markel Fultz and, and Jonathan Isaac. Are you forgetting about Mo Bamba or you intentionally left him out? Attentionally. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> Best thing Mo Bamba got is the song. All right. <laughs> What is up, everybody? This is Max from the Max of Wancast coming to you on a special NBA trade deadline podcast. Bro, RIP to all the Orlando Magic fans out there. I want to personally say i feel your guys is lost you were lost this is like the best thing they could have done they've been trying to do this whole like kind of rebuild thing for eight years since dwight left and like the shit hasn't worked it's finally time to hit the reset button they got some good young talent we're going to get into it in a few minutes were you surprised by the activity of the trade deadline i was very surprised to be honest i i didn't expect all these players to go. I was expecting like maybe the the biggest guy obviously was like Gordon, but there is a lot of guys on the move today. There really was. And we're going to hit on a bunch of the deals. We're going to hit some winners, some losers. Before we get into today, there was a trade made about what, a week or two ago? The Rockets and Milwaukee Bucks. The Rockets traded PJ Tucker. I can't say his name, so here it comes. Rodian's Kirkicks. I, I, I can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they get their own 2022 first-round pick back. They give up DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, and an unprotected 2023 first-round pick. The Rockets just want a guy's name DJ, apparently. Two DJs getting traded. Got to look up if that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> that's great for P.J. Tucker. To be honest, it works out for him. Like It was obvious he did not want to be there ever since the whole Harden shit went down. Hopefully he can help out the Bucks. And on the Rockets side, the Rockets get some draft picks and some young players. People have been calling P.J. Tucker wash the whole year, but I felt like he was one of those guys where if you get him on a contender, it's automatically going to reinvigorate him and just give him a burst of energy. And the Rockets haven't done haven't done right by P.J. Tucker. They were There was like some standoff between a contract. I mean, this is a guy who's done everything they've asked. Played the small ball five, got destroyed by A.D., Played his heart out for them in deep playoff runs. Yeah, most definitely, bro. Uh, he's a guy that was asked to do a lot. I mean, this is a guy who's under seven foot. Better yet, he's barely what six foot seven. At the six, I go six five, bro. He's a munchkin. <laughs> Dude is six five playing center. Like man was trying to guard AD. So sneaker game on point. Just FYI. Oh my, he's my role model on that department, man. I'm trying to be <laughs> like him. But look, let's move on. Let's go to the Magic. We're going to hit on both their big trades today. The first one. I was shocked by this one. They traded Nikola Vucevic and Al Aminu 
to the Chicago Bulls for Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter, and two first-round picks. This was the time to sell on Vucevic. I can't believe they got what they got for him. I was shocked. Yeah, they got a lot. I was I was number one shocked that they were big sellers as far as like selling the farm. They basically are heading into the future with Markel Fultz and and Jonathan Isaac. Are you forgetting about Mo Bamba or you intentionally left him out? Intentionally. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> Best thing Mo Bamba got is the song. All right. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, Otto Porter, he was an expiring contract. They basically have him for what six months, few months. Wendell Carter, I'm intrigued by that one, but it's it's kind of like you have Mo Bamba. So what are you gonna play Twin Towers? This is 2004. We're gonna get some Twin Towers. <laughs> I'm more shocked about the two first round picks, to be honest. When you think of Vucevic, you think of a good player, but it's not the brand of basketball that we think works in the postseason. He's not a great rim protector. He's amazing on offense. He's an offensive hub. He can You can throw the ball to him, run plays off of him. He can hit threes. He can score in the post. He can do it all on offense. But defensively, he's limited. So what do you think of the move for the Bulls? Are you a fan, not a fan? I'm not a fan of this trade. Uh, I like Vucevic. Okay, don't get me wrong. I like his game, um, especially on the offensive end like you are talking about. But for the Bulls and their situation, I don't think they're close right now to being a contender. And by them making this trade is kind of saying like, hey, we're putting all our chips on the table for the Zach Levine little era. And we're going to get another quote unquote all star and Vucevic and take us to that next level. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that this team is that good to be a contender yet. I think they're far away from that, even with this Vucevic trade. Were you in or out on Wendell Carter? I was out, but I was out for him just being in Chicago. Yeah, it's definitely clear it wasn't like meant in Chicago for him. And coming out, there was a lot of comparisons. I think the biggest one was Al Horford. Granted, Al Horford was a different beast in college than Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter was good. He wasn't even the best player on his own team. That was Marvin Bagley. But I like the fit for him in Orlando. Orlando's terrible. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to give young guys to grow and build. Here's the thing with Vucevic, right? Like, what, do you, what are the Bulls playing for? Are they just trying to like make the playoffs and show like Zach Levine, hey, we're serious and we're like not going to – you don't have to request a trade because we're actually trying to win games? Like, I feel like that was what drove this move is just trying to keep Zach Levine happy. And granted, Vucevic is going to be good for them. He's productive. I just, like, he's not a needle mover for me. Like, overall, I like the move. I just don't love it, especially when you factor in what they gave up. They gave up a lot. Yeah, they did. They they gave up a whole lot. Like, the two first-round picks is what does it for me. Like, okay, you're you're giving up all of those pieces and two first-round picks. It's like, ugh, man, that's that's tough. And then I, I think Wendell Carter is going to wind up working out somewhere else. Hopefully it's in Orlando. Not a lot of players have been working out in Orlando ever since the Dwight Howard days, but <laughs> it's going to be tough, bro. The the Bulls are are right now currently as we're doing this podcast 19 and 24. Right now they're the 10th seed. Okay? So right now they'll have a chance to be in the play-in tournament, but like like you said, Max, it's are you... you gave up that much to get in the playing game? Exactly. Like, th- that's what you're going for? 
like I get it. I get it if you're the the Knicks or even even like a team like Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte right now is the fourth seed, and it's like okay, you're gonna give up to to get a big man. You know what I mean? Like you're in desperate need. But for Chicago, it's like you're not even there yet, bro. Like maybe it's just the Zach Levine love. You know, all the lovers out there that love him and adore him and and think he's going to be able to carry this team. (laughs) And they're like, come on, bro, just get an all-star by him. This team sucks. And I don't think that's the case, bro. I just, I don't think he's going to be able to carry this team. He's He's a number two. I don't think he's a number one. I've never been a Zach Levine fan, but this year I got to say he's made vast improvements just with the efficiency and the shot making he's a top tier shot maker but people think oh you can make the tough shots that the stars make that makes you a superstar no there's a lot of area for him still to grow and i'm going to wrap it up with this i can totally see a scenario where the bulls are just terrible next year and one of those first round picks turns out to be like a top four pick because as of right now i haven't read anything about protections can you see that scenario where it all goes off the rails for the bulls and then oh shit Somehow the Magic have a, a first pick and the third pick in a draft. Yeah, that's tough, bro. Uh, they they better hope that that this takes them to a whole nother level. We might be wrong, but I'm going to stand firm on this and say this is not going to improve the Bulls all that much. Yeah, it's just not a move that moves the needle. Say the needle's at a five, it may be used a six now. It's not an eight or even a seven. It's a little bit better. One more point I, I just wanted to bring up. Props to Orlando to just making this trade and having great timing on trading Vucevic. Because I think this was the perfect time to do it. It's the Belichick. Get it a year early. You're going to get the most when you do it a little earlier than most people expect. And that's what they did. Staying with the Magic, they made another big trade. Aaron Gordon, after, what, four years of speculation, he gets traded to the Nuggets. The Magic get back Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. So basically, it's for RJ Hampton and a first round pick. Gary Harris, he's been, he struggled ever since he kind of had that breakout year where he, I think he averaged 17 a game. I love this move for the Nuggets. I'm not even a huge Aaron Gordon guy, but I love it for the Nuggets. Yeah. Because in reality, Aaron Gordon's not going to be the guy. Like we all know, Jokic, he's playing phenomenal this year, MVP candidate. He's the top dog there. And then even at that, the number two guy, when he's on, and I know we like to give him shit because he's so inconsistent. But it's Jamal Murray. So at best, Aaron Gordon's going to be the third option. And if you have Aaron Gordon as your third option, that's golden. Well, shit, he might even be the fourth on some nights with Michael Porter. And don't let's not forget, Will Barton's still a really good scorer in this league. Granted, his touches are down when you're playing with guys like Jokic and Murray. And I think you really said it best, one. When your third best scores Aaron Gordon, you're in pretty good shape. And that's the thing with the Magic, going a little backwards. Vucevic is not the guy you want to be the best player on your team. Aaron Gordon is not the guy you want to be your second best player. That Magic team was missing a superstar. And hopefully they can find it. And we are saying in our last podcast with our trade predictions about Gary Harris, Gary Harris is making a lot of money. And it is huge to get rid of him if you're a Nuggets fan. Because he was making a lot of money and he was not offensively good. He was basically a lockdown defender. That's it. And you can't pay a guy in the echelon of 18 plus million dollars just to be a defender. He's making 19 this year. Next year, he's making 20. And you can probably flip him next year. He'll be an expiring contract. He's 27. And look, he went from his breakout year where he averaged 
17 a game, shooting, he shot 40% from three, I'm rounding up. Ever since then, he shot 34, 33, 32. That's not cutting it. That's just not cutting it. And you're making $20 million a year, basically. Going back on the Nuggets, I want to ask you this. You're talking about the the needle going a little bit up for the Chicago Bulls. How much does this put up the needle for the Nuggets? If it was a six before, I'd say this is an eight, maybe eight and a half if it really works out. The only issue is I feel like there's also there's a there's a reality where this is a five and a half or it doesn't even move it with Aaron Gordon. I completely agree, bro. I completely agree. Right now they're they're fifth in the West. And the Lakers are having some problems. Uh, news just came out. AD is not even close to being back. We all know about the LeBron injury. So Denver is is pouncing right now on their opportunity to move up in the West. So they can get anywhere near maybe the fourth seed all the way up to the maybe two or three, depending on how great this trade is and probably depending on Jamal Murray's play. But if they get it all together and Aaron Gordon works out, which I do think he is, they're going to be able to get some home home court advantage during this little stretch. In my mind, I see a role Aaron Gordon's going to play for Denver. And what do you think the role is? I'll tell you after. I'll tell you what I envision, but I want to see what you say first. I think he'll be perfect on running a basic pick and roll with Jokic, as Jokic as the ball handler and him being a roller <laughs> to the basket. A little I five think, four pick and roll. Yeah, I, I kind of that. I'll, it's like the Blake DeAndre shit, but exactly. it's kind of on a different level. Yeah, I, and man, with Jokic, with the ball in Jokic's hands, he's going to know what to do. I I just sure hope that they don't play him how Orlando did. It's like you got this athletic guy where he is just standing out on the three-point line and he's like a catch-and-shoot guy. No, that's not Aaron Gordon. I think he's going to be the Jeremy Grant for this team. Granted, I don't think no, – no pun intended. <laughs> Jesus, that was bad, Max. I'm sorry. <laughs> Granted, he's kind of a similar athletic profile to Jeremy Grant. Can jump out the gym. He's not as lengthy as Jeremy Grant, and he probably doesn't move as good. But he's a well-built for. He can give you a little rim protection. It's nothing great, but he's a solid defender. That's what this team needs more than anything. Someone to solidify the presence at that position. You don't need another lockdown wing defender. You need someone who can match up with the forwards. They had nobody to play forwards. Who's going to guard Kawhi? Michael Porter? He's going to get cooked. Jeremy Grant, last postseason, he guarded Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron, AD. That's the type of defender this team needed, and that's what they got in Aaron Gordon. And I know you say you don't want him just to be a spot-up shooter. One, he's shooting, he's shooting 38% this year from three. So there's a good aspect of his game where he can shoot threes. And Jokic, he's going to get great looks playing with Jokic. Yeah, I just don't want that to be his role, though. He's he's really, we all know, he's super athletic, okay? He has jumping ability. And him rolling to the basket will be great, especially with a guy like Jokic who runs the pick and roll to perfection. In this lineup of Murray, Barton, Porter, Gordon, Jokic, that's a lot of space on the floor. That's going to be tough to defend if it's clicking. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see. Jamal Murray needs to get his fucking act together because that's the guy where he is just super inconsistent. We're all just waiting for Bubble Murray to come back. And this is the time. Like, they need to start clicking, and they need to start stacking up these wins while the Lakers are down. It's crazy to say. We say he's been inconsistent. He's averaging 21 a game, five assists, and four rebounds. But the thing was, in the bubble, he made the argument where you could consider him, like, a top four point guard in the league. Yeah. 
Like he was going shot for shot with superstars. We just haven't seen that from him. We see it in spurts. We see it in weeks. Granted, I understand he's having the best statistical year, but compared to the bubble, what we expected from him, we were expecting 25 a game, 26. 21, it's a little underwhelming. I don't want to say he hasn't had a great season. He's having the best season of his career, and he's so young. But I still want a little more from Jamal Murray, and I think he's capable of it. That's what pisses us off, Yeah, that he's capable of it. It's not that we don't believe in him. It's just like, bro, you're capable of it, so like, why can't you do it consistently? And he's been he's been a lot better on defense this year, to be honest. So I've heard a couple people say that are that are some Nuggets insiders that he's spending more energy on defense, so it's kind of wearing him down on the offensive end. And it's it's I, I can kind of see it. Like he's putting in a lot more effort on defense this season more than ever. I've seen it, and I like it, man. He's not a bad defender. Granted, he's going to be limited just because of the size and frame and athleticism, but he's tough-nosed. He's kind of like Schroeder a little bit. Like He takes pride in being good on defense. Speaking of the Nuggets, we'll just stay on them. JaVel McGee, Max? Like, that was a guy a lot of teams were targeting. Lakers wanted him. The Nets wanted him. They gave up Isaiah Hartstein and two second-round picks. Like, I would have given that up too. <laughs> Why not? Like, you can even go big some lineups with Jokic and McGee. He's the rim protector this team needs. I know JaVale McGee, he's been a meme for a while. He's been a very serviceable player since the since every, since he's been on Golden State. He's been really good at what he does. Protect the rim, get some dunks, play with energy. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is that they stole them from the Lakers. Because the Lakers needed I, – I wanted the Lakers to, to re, uh, get back JaVale McGee really bad. <laughs> Shit. We're going to talk about the Lakers later. But I'm 100% with you on that. I'm going to take you to a trade that surprised me. Toronto gave up Gary Trent Jr., Rodney Hood, and they got Norman Powell. What did you make of this move? I think it kind of confirms on my feelings on Gary Trent Jr. And that he wasn't that valuable for the for the Blazers. Because there's a lot of people that like Gary Trent Jr. And I'm just like, well, we're, we're kind of saying it. Like, there's just some nights that he's... One for nine, and then there's another night that he's six for eight. And it's just like, yeah, he's basically just a shooter. He's a zero on defense, though. But um, he I tries. Like he does try on defense. I'll give him that. He's not like – it's not for lack of effort. It's just limitations in his game. Yeah. I think it's a win-win for Toronto and, and uh, the Trailblazers. Gary Trent, he's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. He's going to be 22. Norman Powell, he just signed a big deal. I think it was, what, four years, $72 million with the Raptors? He's averaging 18 or he's averaging, excuse me, 19 a game, shooting 40%, 44% from three. Excuse me. Wow. He's having a hell of a year, man. Here's my thing with Gary Trent, right? I looked it up the other day. How many points do you think he averages a game on? Probably about 12. He averages like 15. And I've watched him a good amount. And it, it's just too dependent on spot up shooting. I get that's valuable, but. It's not like he's something special. It's not like he's some great shot creator, some good young player. He's a good young player, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a 3 and D player, but he doesn't have the defense, really. So it's like, how valuable are you just a shooter in today's NBA? And it's not like, you're not Steph Curry, you're not J.J. Redick. You don't really put a lot of pressure on defense with your movement. It's just sp- like catching and shooting. Hopefully the culture uh, I, in Toronto kind of like, you know, builds his defense up. Yeah, and the rest of his game, because before this year, I would never give the ball to Norman Powell in crunch time, and Nick Nurse is like, go for it. 
I, I'm with you, though. It's a win-win trade. I was pretty surprised, though, that they made the move. They just signed Norman Powell to a big contract. And Rodney Hood, he's just whatever. He's just a good player. No, you're not really getting much with him, though. Yeah, he has he had his moments, but ever since he, what, tore his Achilles? Yeah, but Portland's, Portland's really just shooting crabs in a barrel when, when they're banging on Rodney Hood being good. It's like you can't depend on a guy like that. I just feel Norman Powell's better than Trent. And I think maybe Toronto just doesn't want to have that big a salary. I really don't know why they'd give up Norman Powell unless there's something going on in the locker room. Is there a trade you want to talk about real quick? Well, the Heat wanted up getting a guy. They ended up getting Victor Oladipo. The Heat wanted up giving up Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and they wanted up swapping picks. I can't believe how little they had to give up for Oladipo. I get he's a free agent. But still, it's just like... You didn't have to give up anyone who's remotely good. I like Avery Bradley, but he's been banged up the whole year. I mean, I kind of said it in the trade prediction. If if Victor Oladipo is going to be good ever again, this is the lowest you're going to buy him at. And that's what happened. This and, move. Go ahead. And the Heat are lucky to get rid of that Kelly Olenek contract because he was making a lot. He was. I mean, he was good for them. It wasn't like he was bad. It's just the type of player he is isn't amazing. And it's not really what teams are looking at these days. They don't want unathletic white guys who shoot threes who can't protect the basket when you're seven feet tall. If, you, if you're seven feet tall in today's NBA, you either got to be amazing offensively or you got to be amazing on defense. And Kelly Olenek, he's good on offense, not really good on defense. Look, at the worst, you're getting Victor Oladipo to be Avery Bradley's role, and he's a huge improvement. So that's why I love the trade. It's like, well, shit, even if he doesn't work out, unless he's a cancer in the locker room, he's just going to be as good as Avery Bradley. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't pull the trigger on Hero, to be honest, with the Heat. But I like I like that they're that they're keeping their, their main core with Hero, Butler, and Bam. I like Victor Oladipo going in the mix in there. I think he's going to fit with the Heat. To be honest, we were hearing Victor Oladipo to the Heat ever since last season. There were talks he wanted to get there in free agency. He was just going to wait it out. And, I mean, why not make this move if you're the Heat? You kind of had an up-and-down year. Granted, a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID shit, short offseason. This is a swing for the fences. I like it. There's nothing to dislike about this trade for me. It's just crazy. to The one thing that's crazy is this was like the cornerstone of the Harden trade was Oladipo, and you just got rid of him for shit on the dollar. Like, I was going to say pennies, but it's like, bro, it's like, what'd you get? You got nothing. You got Avery Bradley for James Harden. What a trade. And a couple picks. So, like, what are you doing? Like, you want to lose 20 more games? Go for it. No, most definitely. And now the Heat starting lineup is going to be what? Drogic, Oladipo, Butler, Bam, Hero? I don't know who they're going to play at the five. Maybe Precious? It depends. Are they going to play Bam at the five and get shooting? Like maybe Duncan Robinson? Maybe Hero? Because I feel like you need a shooter out there yeah. with Bam and Jimmy. You need at least one really knockdown shooter. Oladipo can shoot, but he's not knocked down like Duncan or Hero. Exactly. Would you say this puts them as a contender in the East? Or they're still kind of looking in? No, I think I think they've been a contender from the get-go. I just think Jimmy Butler was injured and they got off to a rough start and they're kind of like the Lakers, how they were super tired because they didn't get no time off. Like, the Heat are fine. I think they're going to be really good regardless, and this only helps them. The reason I asked that, because a contender in the East, the reason I asked you that is because the arguably the favorites in the East, the 76ers, they acquired George Hill today for, basically for Tony Bradley. There might be a pick or two thrown in there. I haven't seen the greatest 
of details on this trade yet. Well, we get more details as time passes. I love this trade. George Hill has been a really good player since he left Cleveland. <laughs> he was bad in Cleveland when he missed that free throw and cost LeBron a championship. Nah, they were probably they were going to lose that series. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I love this move. I, I can't I can't really say I like what's wrong with this move. You get a great backup point guard. No, I think it's great, Max. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing when I look at this is he's kind of a better option as far as Kyle Lowry goes. I mean, yeah, he's probably not a better player than Kyle Lowry, but I think he's a better option as far as you didn't have to give up much for him and, of course, the contract situation. I think I would have gave up Montrez for George Hill. Wow, Truthfully. really? Really. I I really think highly of George Hill. I think he's just a good 3 and D guy, can handle the ball, makes all the right plays. He's not yeah. like somebody you have to draw a place for. You know, he just he does his job. No, but that's great. I, I like what the Sixers did. I, I'm glad that they didn't do that trade for Kyle Lowry. Because it's like the reports I heard coming out, the, the stuff that they were going to have to give up for Kyle Lowry, it's like, why? Why are you going to give up a guy like uh, Thibel or Maxi, like young players like that? It's not worth it. And Lowry's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So it's not like he's unobtainable. It's not like a it's kind of like a mellow situation where it's like he could come back to 76ers this season. Why are you going to give up an asset for him? Exactly. Well, let's just keep on going here. Let's talk about the Celtics. Let's stay in the East. They wanted up acquiring Evan Fournier with uh from the Magic. The Magic wanted up getting Jeff Teague, two second round picks, and I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. So they wanted up getting Evan Fournier. And then another move that they did today was they wanted up trading Daniel Thice for Mo Wagner. So Celtics were busy. Well, half of me loves them because I hate this team and I think they were terrible. And just the non-biased basketball fan of me is so confused as to why they would trade Thice. I understand he's going to be a free agent, but Mo Wagner... Like he's not that good. Don't <laughs> don't fall in love with the big numbers on a shit team, or not even big like mediocre numbers on a shit team. He he's solid, but he's not better than Thice. Thice was like a starting center in the league. Like I didn't think he there was anything wrong with him. It's like he protects the rim, plays hard, shoots threes. What do you want from the guy? Yeah, the, the I I agree with the Thice one. I like the Evan Fournier one. They ended up only giving up Jeff Teague, who ain't shit. And well, he's going to be bought out by the Magic, so it's <laughs> that's how highly the Magic think of Jeff T. Yeah, and then it, yeah, it I love that trade for picks. Exactly, like you're getting a good player for nothing, basically two second round picks. And Boston just needs people who can do shit. Like <laughs> half the time you watch Boston, it's Jalen Brown isoing Tatum isoing. It's just not really <laughs> a fun team to watch. It's just yeah, like James Harden is probably jealous of all the isos they do. Yeah, their main problem is probably Kemba Walker and a big and they didn't fix any of that with any of these trades i don't think there was probably a market at all for kemba that's the sad truth it's just a guy who can't play back-to-backs old small point guard failing a shit ton of money making a shit ton of money and you know what i used to say like oh this guy's untradeable like i would say john wall's untradeable but these guys get traded so i'm not going to rule out in the future him getting traded but his value is just so freaking low right now. It's kind of insane that think about where it was last year to where it is now. 
but that's just the reality, man. That shit falls off quick for some guys. Yeah, uh, the Celtics. Oh man, it's it's just real. It's a real tough situation. Is there any move that you would have liked to see, like a player that wanted up going today, and you would have been like, as a as an outsider looking in, and be like, man, why didn't the Celtics do that? I'm surprised Lonzo Ball didn't get moved today. I would have liked them to get him. I feel like he would have fit really well on the Celtics. I I loved hearing the Celtics rumors that they were going to trade Marcus Smart because I was like, if they do that, they are so stupid. He is the heart and soul of their team. You don't trade guys like that unless you're getting maybe like Anthony Davis. But I I can't believe Lonzo Ball stayed in New Orleans. Yeah, th- that that's a surprising one because you heard a lot of talks about it. Only one guy wanted up getting moved from New Orleans, and it was J.J. Redick. Yeah, that was a good move because they – they were just not meshing well. Him and Stan Van Gundy. I think he's over the Stan Van Gundy experience. He got it as a rookie. <laughs> he's like, ah, I'm good with this shit, man. I don't want to relearn all this crap. And like, he, there were times he didn't really play a whole lot. And you would think a guy with Zion who needs space, like J.J. Redick, would be yeah. getting a lot of minutes. Yeah. The and they traded him mess. to Dallas. They traded him to Dallas for James Johnson's big contract just to make the money work. A second round pick in West Induendu. In Wendu, I can't say his name. Keep that in mind. Uh, you did shit. good I, enough, bro. <laughs> I don't care. I butchered it. I like it for the Mavs. It doesn't really. Pu- you know what? They got Melly too. I like Melly. He's solid. He's like a good stretch five. Little Nico. <laughs> Little Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Look, before we move on, there's going to be some rapid fire trades because like they were just dumb trades that aren't going to affect any. Like the Pistons and Kings made a trade <laughs> with each other. Like, oh, that's going to make a big difference. <laughs> Like this is the one trade I was kind of surprised, and I kind of got mad when I saw it. I think you know what it is. Clippers got Rajon Rondo, <sighs> and the Hawks got Lemon Pepper Lou back in ATL Atlanta for two sec and two second round picks and some cash. The cash is for Lou Williams, so he can go to the club. That's what I've been reading. <laughs> Yo, f the Hawks, bro. Why? I don't want Rajon Rondo on a contender that's gonna go to the playoffs. <sighs> I hated it too, bro. It fucking pissed me off. I was like, fucking Clippers, dude. That was a good move. That's a great move. But I'm going to say this, man. I think I'm convinced last year Rondo just fit well with LeBron. I think LeBron is just one of those players where he's easy to get along with. You're not going to disrespect LeBron. Like Rondo's not going to disrespect Bron. And I don't feel the same way with Paul George and Kawhi. That's my only hope. Like, if if they wind up getting Rondo from last year, you know, what the Lakers got with the whole leadership and making his threes and being a playmaker and being reliable, all of that. And then the whole defense defensive aspect that you get with Rondo, that's great. Like, that's amazing. And that's going to really help him out. But there's another side of Rondo where it's, it's really ugly. And it can it can go way down the shitter really quick. I'm I'm really I was gonna say that you took my point from me. I was really hoping that he like kills this team. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I hope he calls Please. out Paul George the first fucking shot that hits the side of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to retire that hits the side of the backboard thing from Paul George, man. It's man, we gotta come up with some new material. He's having a great season. Shout out to PG thirteen. Come on, I'll yeah, give. Thank him. God he got that trainer back. Thank God, <laughs> that's what it takes. Let's see what he does in the playoffs. But still, shout out to him. 
props to him. He's he's having a great season. I hope it's the bad side. I don't think it is, honestly. I hope, but I hope. I hope too. And speaking of hope, there's a lot of teams out there that are looking at these two guys and they winded up not getting traded. They winded up getting bought out. And that's LaMarcus Aldridge from the San Antonio Spurs and Andre Drummond from the Cavs. Now, obviously, people are leaking the Lakers to Andre Drummond and even LaMarcus Aldridge to some point. But let's start off with Drummond. Where does he fit best? I think he fits best with the Lakers or the Nets. It's pretty clear. Drummond, he's not a star. He's not a superstar. He's a good player. I know he gets star-esque stats, but trust me, those are the most empty stats in NBA history. I've never seen a guy get 15 and 13 and it don't impact the game. Because there's an aspect of Drummond where it's not efficient. Like, to me, he's a high-level rim runner where it's like he's going to rebound good. He's going to play okay to good defense. And he's a great lob threat, great up crashing the glass. But you're, he's not the guy you dump the ball down to. He's nothing like that. So it's it's one of those two teams. So Marcus Aldridge, he can fit with either team, Lakers or Nets, or even the Heat. I know he's been really heavily linked to the Heat. His game's pretty seamless to fit in. He's just not a good defender at this point in his career. And I'll be shocked if one of these guys don't go to a contender. Oh, no, they're definitely going. There's no reason they're not. If they didn't want to go to a contender, they were just going to stay on their shit teams. Who would you rather Sorry, Spurs have? fans. Uh, Lakers, I'd rather take Drummond as much as I dislike Drummond. I'm not a big Drummond guy, but we <laughs> need some size. Just off the, the need is too great, you know? Granted, I don't want to see lineups of Montrez, Drummond, and Schroeder. Like, I'm going to get sick to my stomach if I see that lineup. <laughs> but look, we're, I think we're at the point where we're about to talk about the winners and losers. You said it, man. Let's get into the um, some winners and losers. And one loser that I want to know if they're a loser or not. Are the Lakers losers for not making any deals? I'll say this. Right now, they're not losers. They're so freaking close. If they don't get Drummond or Aldridge, say they don't get either of those guys, they're gigantic losers. They're the biggest losers of the trade deadline. They didn't make one move, and they were linked to Kyle Lowry, but they didn't want to give up THT, and the Heat were linked to Lowry too. They didn't want to give up Hero. I'm glad we didn't give up THT for Lowry. Yeah. But, but this, the inactivity is just, it's bad, man. We should have done something. I feel like we could have done something. Maybe that's just the irrational Lakers fan in me. But there's a need out there. We couldn't get McGee. We really couldn't get McGee. I would have liked to get McGee. Uh, he didn't go for much. Maybe maybe because the Cavs were asking for more just because we have, you know, better players in a sense. But that's tough, man. The Lakers are very close to being losers. And inside, like the the mindful person in me wants to be like, relax. Like LeBron is probably going to come back sooner, sooner rather than later. And we got to go with the core that we have. Because with this team healthy, what we've seen in the beginning of the season, and this was even with AD coasting, it was great. We were... Probably one of the best defensive teams in basketball, without a doubt, with Schroeder and with AD. And I think that's what the Lakers are looking at, and they don't want to get rid of that. They don't want to get rid of that recipe because of what we've seen in the beginning of the season. I'm glad we both had the Lakers as probably the biggest losers. It's it's not looking good, man. There was a lot of people. Like I'm surprised we didn't get Terrence Ross. I would have liked Terrence Ross on this team. I 
I know it's Terrence Ross, but like just the inactivity is kind of like, wow, are we really that comfortable with this team? Do we think they're that good? Who did you have as a winner? Oh, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are huge winners. Getting Aaron Gordon, like we said, third scorer, and you still wind up keeping Murray and Jokic like and Porter. You wind up coming out this trade deadline still with Porter, and you get rid of Gary Harris' contract. I think they hit it out of the park. Shit, and even if Gordon doesn't work out, they can trade him next year. It's not like he's some super undesirable player in the NBA. People want Aaron Gordon. They've wanted him a long time. They can definitely move him if shit don't work out. Yeah, That was one of my big winners. I'll throw in the heat. You got Oladipo for that little. That's a trade, even if it doesn't work out, like he's going to be decent for the heat. Like There's not going to be a world where he's terrible, like I said, unless he's cancerous to the team's success, unless he's a horrible locker room guy. But I don't think Oladipo's like that. Well, let's go back to the losers. You said the Lakers. I'm going to give one of mine, and it's going to be shocking. Chicago Bulls. I think they're losers. The same wow, just because the said, overpay? Just the overpay of, for Vucevic, and it's just ov- not yeah. really going to move? The overpay, you're not that good as a team already. Vucevic is not a guy, like you said, Max, to move the needle up that much. I don't like it at all. I really don't. I don't necessarily want to call them losers because I think it is an improvement. But it, like you said, it was an overpay. I agree with that. Man, it's tough. It really is because I'm thinking about it. And it's like, man, you didn't get that much better, but it's an all-star. It's a good player. Wendell Carter really wasn't working. Maybe it's just more of an addition by just subtracting Wendell Carter because he didn't fit with the team. Not that he was a problem or anything, but Fusevich is a steadying presence. I don't know. It's a tough one to say one. It really is in the middle because they are better, but it's an overpay. What gets me is the two first-round picks. I don't think it would have been as bad if they wouldn't have gave up those picks. What if it was one first-round pick? It doesn't make a whole lot different, but just a little bit. Just two two first-round picks? That's just, man, that's a lot. That's a lot for Vucevic. And people want to, people, I know people love Vucevic, man. But, dude, he he's not going to impact your team that much. Especially when you're a team like the Chicago Bulls, who's not that good. So on the flip side, would you say the Magic are big winners? Just because of how much they got for the players they traded? The Vucevic trade, yes. I think they're a winner in that sense. But overall, though. Overall, it's a wait and see. I would say they are winners. I think they're winners. I wouldn't call them a winner yet. It's a wait and see. I mean, they're putting all their chips in the table for this Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz future. But they haven't been good at drafting. They still got guys like like Mo Bamba, who, who they're trying to develop. And they just can't. Orlando's still a big mess. Well, it's definitely time for Mo Bomb, but his shit or get off the pot. That's like the big thing from this. Yeah, but the, like the, now he has ample opportunities to like figure out. And that's what's good, one good thing though for the for the Magic. Yeah, now they have to draft well. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of risky. Some people will argue that they've been drafting well, but they just it just sucks to play in Orlando. Well, but they draft okay, but they just don't hit it out of the park. They hit a bunch of singles. I was hoping to see Bradley Bill get traded. Bro, I told you you were wrong. <laughs> you weren't even close. It would have been great, man. That would have spiced it up a yeah, bit. Didn't I make an Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets trade on the pod? Yeah, you did. Feeling kind of proud right now. Oh, man. Well, there you have it, folks. NBA trade deadline, special podcast. This is the third and one week, bro. We did free agency Monday. A little predictions on Wednesday for the NBA. And now we're doing the trade deadline Friday. We've been grinding, bro. We just did a live show with Project Drivel. Shout out to Project. 
Big shout out. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. Uh, one thing I would ask for you guys, for the people who do comment, um, ask us if you guys want us to do some video podcasts. Me and Max got some ideas in the works. Maybe we'll start doing some video podcasting and uh, start getting some videos out like that. But I would sure like to get your guys' opinion. Regardless, make sure to hit that subscribe button or follow button if you haven't already. Five-star rate us, all of that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That is at Max underscore Juan Cass. I'm merely interested to see what people say about that. And, you know, I think there's a lot coming for us in the future. We just got to keep grinding like we are, man. And we got to really say thank you to the people that support us on whatever it is. It's a like. It's a comment. It's a shout out. It's a, hey, I told my friend about y'all. Like, I appreciate all that shit. Real talk. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be, like, real right now. Like, I really appreciate all of it. Yeah, most definitely, bro. We appreciate everyone. We love you guys. We're grateful. All right, but for now, before we head out, you know what to do. You smash that like button the same way Woj just smashes the keyboard when he's dropping one of those Woj bombs. Woj, I know you were busy today. <laughs> Keep smashing those keyboards like they're going to smash the like, comment, subscribe button on our feed. We appreciate it. Oh, man. Exactly, bro. And just like the Orlando Magic team this morning with all their good and healthy players, I'm out, bro. I'm out too. I can't, man, I can't follow that up with anything good. I'm out. Bye. Peace. <laughs>